0: newcastle live radio
1: well, welcome back to the program you're with tracy mack on newcastle live it's right on half past 10 it's been a great couple of days of news for the port of newcastle joining me on the line now to discuss it a little bit further is lucas coleman who's the senior manager of corporate affairs at the port good morning and uh, and welcome lucas how's the port looking this morning
0: It's a little bit wet
1: out there, but thanks for having me on. My pleasure, my pleasure. What's it looking like? Because, of course, we've got, you know, flood rain and and debris still coming down uh, down the river. Is it looking clear at the moment or is it still a little bit murky?
0: With the rain, it's um, hard to tell, but uh, it it comes in patches of... Mm -hmm. Uh, that blue colour that we love and the uh, brown, but uh, it's often that we uh, sometimes, if it's not heavy right in town, we don't see what occurs uh, more inland for a few days until after that event.
1: Mm, Yeah, and people go, oh, why is the the port so murky? Uh, Because we've had rain. That's right, pretty much. It's not rocket science, is it? It's not rocket science. No, it was fabulous news uh, yesterday with the port of Newcastle again being recognised and as an industry leader by global sustainability benchmarking tool and it's a GREBSB it's increased your overall score for the fourth straight year Lucas that's great when you think about uh, the port of Newcastle you know we are a coal port that is great news
0: it's fantastic and it's something the port has worked very hard to achieve from a 2019 score of 40 to 2022 at 95 and a five-star rating um Given the score of 40 was our initial score to see where we sat mm-hmm. and where we had to get to, um, it, it was a good indication of that we need to do a lot better uh, when we got that score in 2019. And credit to the organisation, they have since that time taken all the um, benchmarking um, under advice and mm-hmm. move, move forward with initiatives that take us to where we are today.
1: So that brings us to today, what have we done to m- to move ourselves from uh, from forty to ninety five that is a big increase and and it's a great uh, great increase in the sustainability of the of the port. well
0: that's that's right um, it's more so now, once you start hitting those high numbers of a score of 92 out of 100 like last year, it uh, makes it a little bit more difficult each year to incrementally move to the perfect score. Mm. But in, in the past 12 months, for example, we've increased our scope of our 100% renewable energy purchase agreement. Um, we've completed a port-wide energy-efficient lighting upgrade, renewed our EcoPort certification and entered into two sustainability-linked loans transitioning our entire fleet of cars to electric vehicles. Um, But but it never stops there. So not counted in this year's, but it will be in next year's. The two mobile harbour cranes that everybody has um, heard so much about Mm. over the past couple of months, they're actually hybrid cranes and and the first in the country to run on both electric and diesel. So everything we do now um, thinks about sustainability and uh, how we can... Be as committed as we can be to ensuring what we do um, links to a sustainable future.
1: And it is—it uh, it does sound quite bizarre, doesn't it—that we are the largest coal mining port in the world, yet some of the diversity you have uh, you have done over the last couple of years is just incredible. The fact that uh, you now handle 25 different types of cargos—that's a major change and a major, I suppose, um, pivot for the organisation.
0: Absolutely. And the goal is to uh, reduce our reliance on coal revenue by 2030 to uh, basically half, and that's that's the goal. Um, it's a and big one, isn't it? It's a big one. And when you see w- what we've been able to achieve in a short period of time with Diversify create a Trade Through, Um, Wheat which last year thankfully due to the uh, farmers having some bumper crops that increased by 900%, aluminium exports are up and meals and grains over almost 3000% increase so um, it's fantastic but it doesn't stop there and, and we continue our quest for diversification.
1: Absolutely, and look, I know you can't speak on it very much at all, but um, obviously, Greg Piper um, putting that bill before Parliament uh, last week. The fact that the uh, the both sides of Parliament are now talking about the fact that we we do need that container terminal here in Newcastle. That will only increase and uh, and improve that sustainability and diversity of uh, of the port.
0: Absolutely, and and that's uh, part of the purpose. It doesn't only benefit the Hunter region. We're, we're very pleased to hear all sides of politics are engaging on this matter, Um, but keeping in mind the Port of Newcastle is just one beneficiary of Greg Piper's bill. Uh, The beneficiaries extend through to our Hunter wine region. Uh, It extends up to the New England and North West because it's the farmers and the wineries who really benefit from such things occurring at the Port of Newcastle because it's uh, cheaper and more efficient to deliver their goods to their um, closest port that can export them.
1: It is going to be very interesting times ahead. And, uh, and as we know, we've got three weeks left of, uh, of Parliament sitting before we, uh, we break for uh, for the March election. And uh, look, just fingers crossed, as I said to, to Greg Piper last week, just fingers crossed. And I said the same thing to, uh, to Tim Crackenthorpe. We need to take politics out of this. We need to forget what's going down at, at Port Kembler and Botany. We need to forget that as, as far as the election is concerned and just look after the future of Newcastle.
0: Absolutely.
1: Mm, it's going to be a fun one listen, the other great news that uh, that came out uh, early this morning is that applications are now open for uh, the 2022 Your Port Our Community Sponsorship Program. Tell me a little bit about that. It's about the port giving back into the community.
0: Yeah, so uh, we're very pleased to once again uh, announce that these grants are open. The port already contributes $1 million a year through its lease agreement with the government to the Port Community Contribution Fund, and that, that's administered by the state government. Um, however, in addition to that, we do our own community grants round and this year it has increased to a pool of $90,000 and uh, community groups, charitable groups can apply to that. Um, in previous years, we'd capped it at $6,000, mm. but recognising there's some wonderful projects out there that may uh, cost 9000 or 25000 mm. we don't want important projects like that to miss out. So we do encourage the community to have a look at that and uh, if you fit the criteria, then um, put in an application. We'd, we'd love to review it.
1: What is the criteria, Lucas? Is it that you must be around the port area, that you must be, must be in Newcastle? What What is the criteria for for these community grounds?
0: They go, all go into consideration. So we consider our planet, our industry um, our, and our community program. So um, but being close to the port is a contributor um, however if you have a project that links back again to sustainability etc we will look at it and uh, our port our community uh, grants round does play a role also in our growth score because community partnerships um, do play a role in that as well.
1: How important are partnerships like the Newcastle Jets I mean of course every time the, the Jets play at home they've got the port of Newcastle on front of their jersey how important is that to uh, to getting the message out about the port?
0: Not just the port, it's about supporting uh, our local team and the, the Jets are great ambassadors for the town and for the region. Um, they do a lot more than simply play in the A-League, both mm. the men's and women's team. They do a lot in the community and that's what the port seeks to also do as well. The port is has a strong connection with the community. We're, we're one of very few ports that have such close proximity to the community, and which means they're a part of the community. Mm. And the Jets are also a part of the community. They do a lot in schools. They do a lot of community work. And we want to ensure that not only our brand is seen, that, that we're uh, assisting the Jets, but we also want the Jets to succeed, and that's, that's why we partner with them
1: each year a healthy jets and a healthy newcastle knights is a uh, is always a healthy sporting environment around the uh, around the city and the region there's no doubt about that thanks so much for your time this morning lucas i really appreciate it and uh, as i said congratulations on that sustainability target that was uh, it is impressive it is amazing and uh, and as uh, as you said you know getting to that net zero by 2040 it's going to be a big task but uh, by the looks of it you're well and truly up for it
0: we are thanks for having me on tracy
1: my pleasure chat soon thank you (laughs)
0: Thank <laughs> you. Bye. Bye.
1: That is Lucas Coleman, who is the senior manager of corporate affairs at the Port of Newcastle, and a huge congratulations to uh, to them on uh, on getting that sustainability score once again. It is the global real estate sustainability benchmark, and uh, the port received its highest score to date with ninety five out of a possible one hundred points. That's a uh, that's only can only be good news for everybody when our port is uh, is sustainable. Yo, it's Tracy Mac on Newcastle Live. Newcastle in the morning covers the big stories that matter the most to you, the local issues often neglected. Tracy Mack's plain talking, no nonsense approach will get your morning off right, talking news, sport, entertainment, music, lifestyle and more, covering what you need to know and even some of the stuff you didn't. It's Tracy Mack with Newcastle in the morning, weekdays from 9 to midday, only on Newcastle Live.